Leonard makes it official. Now the Warriors just inbound, and that's it. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. <laughs> a lot more questions than answers, at least that's what I'm going through. That's what I have uh, sitting in front of me as I get set to come on the sports pen the day after the 2019 NBA season wraps up. Tanner Hoops with you in the sports pen. Glad to have you along on Friday. Love Fridays, especially because Ryan Stieg out of the Mining Journal is here too. What's up, Ryan? Not bad. It's, uh, it's a little cool outside, but uh, I kind of like it when it's a little cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know maybe growing up in Minnesota, I don't like the bitter cold, but like a little cool breeze off the lakes, kind of fun. So yeah, it's a good day. Well, and it's, is it still raining? I haven't. It was this morning, but yeah. no, it's just kind of cloudy. I went so. out and I got some tacos for lunch, and it was raining then. Where'd you get it from? Don't ask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were they not good tacos? No, it's not. <laughs> not totally all about it. Okay. Uh, but I tell you what, we've got a lot to get to over the course of the next hour. we got a lot of basketball. You're a hockey guy, so that works out. We'll mm-hmm. get into some NHL because I want to get your final thoughts on the NHL as well. And, of course, the Friday Funnies, the way we always like to end the work week. So I tell you what, the Toronto Raptors are NBA champions for the first time ever as they take down Golden State last night, 114-110. to It was a fun series. And just like that, there's a little drama in the NBA again. Yeah, it's who would have thought Toronto, a team from Canada, would be the team that ends the Warriors dynasty. <laughs> now, some people are get, saying it it doesn't count because Durant was out and Clay got injured, but the Raptors were good all through the playoffs. They, they looked great, you know, looked really good in the Eastern Conference Finals. Took down Milwaukee, which a lot of people are thinking it was their year, mm-hmm. and it turned out not to be. And then. <clears throat> jumped out to a huge lead on the Warriors in the series. And even if Durant was playing, he wasn't, I don't think he would have really that made that great of a difference, to be honest. Let's think about this road that Toronto went on going through the playoffs. They started the postseason with a loss to Orlando in the first round. You remember that? And then yeah. they came back and won that series in five games. The Orlando Magic were in the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something you haven't been able to say for a while. So that happened. They had to scratch and claw to get by Philadelphia. It took that four-bounce game winner from Kawhi in Game 7. And then Milwaukee, I mean, they went to double overtime in Game 3, down 2 nothing in the series, a few different bounces. A few, the ball bounces a few different ways, and Milwaukee's up 3 nothing. They're probably going to win that series. They may not even be here. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of logic says they shouldn't have been here, and yet here they are. They handily defeat the Warriors. And... Everybody contributed. It wasn't they just did. Kawhi. I mean, yeah, he got the NBA Finals MVP, but, like, he was the star, but he had a great supporting cast. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle Lowry played well. Van Fleet <laughs> had a oh, huge man. series out of Rockford. Red Van Elite. Yeah, and uh, Mark Gasol showed he's not completely yeah, he washed up. <laughs> he's not completely How washed Norman up. Norman Powell. Yeah, you got that guy. and Siakam. Uh, yeah, the whole team was really coming together. I mean, the Warriors, for all their, they're very star power like. And if they don't, if one guy goes down, the quality of the team drops down. Durant Absolutely. dropped. The Warriors dropped. Clay goes out, goes down even further. And Draymond Green is not the kind of guy that will give you the two punch in no. addition to Seth no. Curry. He's more like a three punch. Oh yeah, know? he's a great three. Yeah. he's a heck of a four. Yeah. But uh, no, he's he's not going to be the kind of guy who can carry the team along with Steph Curry. It just 
Um, and Steph needed to go off this series yep. just to keep the Warriors in it, and he did everything he could, mm-hmm. but it just the Raptors just were too good. The Warriors have dealt with injuries before, as long as they've been a dynasty, a super team, if you want to say that. But back then, they had a lot more depth than they do now. They, the guys that they have that are backing up their starters are just flat out not as good as they used to be. Quinn Cook, Kevon Looney, uh, <laughs> Sean Livingston, Joe Bell, just not as good as the guys they had a few years ago. Yeah, and dynasties have to come to an end at one point, and there's a lot of factors go into it, and... That's a big one. The guys that they have aren't as good as they used to be. Te- players are getting older. They had some injuries happen. And the East has become better, mm-hmm. arguably better in the West at this point. Because, you know, you have the Warriors, but maybe Portland's, you know, on the rise. Mm-hmm. But is there anybody jumping out of you at the West that can actually contend with Golden State? Well, Vegas released their way too early odds for next year's title. I do love those because very rarely do they ever pan out. And I was going to save it a little later on in the show, but let's do it now. The I bet you'll never guess. Have you seen it already? Who Caesars no. has as the favorites to win the NBA title next year? Probably Golden State again. The <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. Boy, there's a fun dream. Oh, boy. Okay, let's think about this. Let's just speculate because all this is, can and is, going to change less than a week from now when we have the NBA draft. The Lakers, as they are right now, are not going to flip some switch. They do not have all the talent necessary to go win a title. They may not even make the playoffs. They didn't do it this year. So what makes someone think that they're going to flip the switch next year? Oh, Because they're going to get Anthony Davis. No, Anthony Davis will come a year from now when he's a free agent, when he has a say in where he's going. But the Lakers don't have anything that the Pelicans want right now. It would have to be like a three-team trade uh, uh, to get Anthony Davis to L.A. right now, or at least this season. And a three-team trade is basically a no-team trade. I don't see Anthony Davis going to the Lakers this year. I don't think they're going to get another top-tier superstar. Their only hope is wherever they can scoop up at number four overall in the draft. Or maybe they can try to entice Durant. But even No, won't happen. uh, It'd take a lot, but like, you know, that's about the only thing I could think of. It's just, I think the thing with the Lakers is that they've been banking on the fact that it's in LA. It's a huge market. There's celebrities at the game. They always have a spotlight. They have a star in LeBron. They're thinking that players will want to come there, but it's different these days. Guys want to be stars. They don't want to be sitting behind LeBron Mm -hmm. James. Kyrie Irving did not want that. He he needed LeBron to get a championship, but then he wanted to go on his own path. And uh, I don't know. And Durant wanted to be his guy. He was yep. stuck with Westbrook. Then he went to Golden State, which is weird because then he's stuck with Steph Curry. But like, he ended up getting his championship, and now he's going to want to be a star somewhere else. You know, some people are thinking the Knicks. I don't know why he'd want to go to that mess. He won't. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I. I don't see the Lakers. I could see them potentially being a playoff team, but that's about it. I I don't know where they're getting that idea from. The Warriors, as it stands right now, have the second best odds, according to Caesars. You've got to factor in they may not have Clay Thompson for most of the season. He's probably out nine to ten months, which means he could be back for the playoffs, recovering from an ACL tear suffered last night. Uh, Kevin Durant, you know whether he's on the Warrior roster next year, he's not going to play. He's going to probably in all likelihood miss all of next season so I don't know where they're getting this for the Warriors they were looking forward to free agency maybe even building up a stronger team I don't know what they do now I don't know what this roster is going to look like and for me one of the biggest questions is what happens to Boogie Cousins he wanted a ring that was it that's why he came to Golden State on a one-year deal took a massive pay cut to do it doesn't get a ring 
So does he do it again? Does he take another massive pay cut? I don't know if Durant and Clay are going to be out. I don't think he does it. I mm-hmm. think he Trump <laughs> maybe he goes to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Since everybody's, yeah, everybody's hyped up on the Lakers now, uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll, he could go out east. Maybe he'll hook up with Boston. I know uh, maybe he'll go to Toronto. <laughs> you know, I never thought Toronto. cut to go there? Yeah, and even Toronto I never thought would be considered a destination. No. But. It's turning into that way. They got the championship with Kawhi, and they got a good sporting cast. Who knows? Maybe that extra piece with uh, Boogie will get them another back-to-back title. Third best title odds, the Milwaukee Bucks. Not surprised. I like that. I, I think they're the most realistic of those top three. Yeah, I would I would put them as the favorite right now. No. I would say Toronto's probably up there to you know repeat and uh, – I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Warriors, if they get Clay back, you know, at, at a decent time, or if Durant can play, like come back, I don't know, February or something like that. That's about the only thing. I think Milwaukee and Toronto and maybe Portland are the teams to beat. Fourth on the list, the LA Clippers. The Raptors are actually sixth, which makes me think that Vegas thinks Kawhi is leaving for LA, but not the Lakers, the Clippers. Well, he, uh, you know, maybe he alluded to that in that, in that post-game conference, and he said it's a great thing for Toronto, and then he quick said it's a great thing for us. So, Doris Burke was trying to get something out of him. You ask that question even if you know that he's not going to answer it the way you want, because maybe he slips and does something. People are mad at Doris Burke for doing that. Really, she was as professional as they come. It's... Uh, it's not an easy question to ask because a lot of players do not want to be asked that, mm-hmm. especially after they won a championship. But it's a question that needed to be asked. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the big speculation now, in addition to what Durant does and, all the, and knowing what the Lakers somehow do. It, where is Kawhi going to stick around? And he might if he thinks there's the pieces to win another championship. Mm-hmm. Or is he going to go and blaze another trail? He's won a title in San, San Antonio. He's now in Toronto. Uh and he handled it pretty well. I think Doris did okay with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not like she, you know, prodded him or she did. Po- yeah, yeah. She answered the. She asked the question professionally, and uh, you shouldn't be upset over that because that's what everybody was wondering. You know, it's like it was going to be asked in the post game if Doris didn't add it. In the bo- you know, <laughs> right after the, when they were presenting the trophy. So uh, yeah, I I think she handled it well. I already teased that the Raptors are sixth. Fifth best odds, the Houston Rockets, and then number seven, the Boston Celtics. Houston's kind of become the forgotten team. Kind a little of, bit. Yeah, a little bit, because, uh, you know, there's all that, all those questions about the Warriors. And and they're going to overhaul this offseason. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Milwaukee and uh, Toronto did so well. I, I I can see Houston. I would say of all the West teams, Houston's probably going to have the best chance to actually get out of there. I don't know where they're getting the Clippers hype from. I, I, they're thinking Kawhi's going to go there. Yeah. Uh, why? Must be it. Why? LA's a fun city. The bottom line for Kawhi is he's going to go where he thinks he can win a championship. He's such a competitor, and I love the way he goes about it. He's not a showboater. You never see him up in guys' faces. He just quietly goes about his business and silently kills you. He's the silent assassin of all. Did you see? Have you seen that tweet that was uh, that's been all over the place that I actually LOL'd at, where it showed uh, um, Kawhi Leonard af- celebrating after the title, and then he realized that he was celebrating, <laughs> <laughs> like he's pumping his fist and cheering, and then he stops and he puts on his serious face. <laughs> oh wait, I'm having fun. No. Yeah, he went so crazy last night celebrating. He put 
caramel on his apple slices. Yeah, you know, maybe he had an extra glass of chocolate milk or something <laughs> like that. Pour him. <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly wonder what he did to celebrate. I mm-hmm. mean, you have that serious of a guy. I mean, is that where he really in private unleashes himself mm-hmm. in a way like does he go insane or does he just act like he normally does and you know maybe has a glass of wine <laughs> you know i don't know what do you do uh, Kawhi leonard you know and there's something to say about being professional being you know not arrogant staying humble i guess is what i'm looking for and there are plenty of athletes who just make fools of themselves mm-hmm. and some who are not nearly as talented as Kawhi leonard haven't accomplished the stuff that he does and he's far from that. He's one of the most humble, stoic guys. I kind of wish he'd party a little bit. You know, mate, you've got a cool life. Enjoy it. Yeah, show a little emotion. You know, you can, you know, if if you win, you can enjoy yourself. You know, <laughs> just have a little fun out there. But I guess that's what wins for him. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe back at the hotel, he had a good time and kept it under wraps or something. Who knows? Does he even go out and club? Like I couldn't see him going out like you're in the road in a fun city. A lot of players will go out and they'll, you know, go downtown. I, could, I, I, could, I don't see him doing that. To be honest. I see him maybe being like the DD for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he no. just goes back to the hotel or I don't know. Give Watch me a call. Movie. Give me a call if you need a ride. That kind of a thing. <laughs> I mean, that's a, uh, or maybe if he does, he's in the background. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll have like one beer just to fit in or something like you know. That's, that's about all I can think of. He's a fun guy. Yeah. Tell you what, him and Pascal Siakam went into territory that's largely uncharted for NBA players. Those who do chart it, I guess is the word, uh, are pretty legendary. Him and uh, Kawhi and Pascal Siakam combined to score one thousand one hundred eighty-seven points in this postseason. The only duo to ever score more, LeBron and Dwayne Wade, back in 2012. It's a good company. Good much. company. Yeah. That is uh, tied for second, by the way, with MJ and Scottie Pippen. They scored 1,187 back in 92. Other notables on that list, rounding out the top five, Hakeem and Clyde back in 1995. For, kind of a forgotten dynamic yes. duo. Yes, and I have one more point to get on that after I give you number five on the list. Shaq and Kobe back in the year 2000. I, I wonder this. I struggle with this. As dominant as Jordan's Bulls were in the 90s, if he didn't retire that first time and he stuck around, would they have beat Hakeem and, Cole, uh, Hakeem and Clyde in the finals in 95? I th- maybe. I think Jordan might have lost that final I, yeah, series. I think he might have lost that. And the thing is, with 96 is when they set that 72-10 record. They had extra pieces. They had Rodman at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... That, if there was a window for another team to win a championship, <laughs> it was when Jordan retired. And even then, like, after, you know, yeah, they beat the Sonics in 96. The Jazz gave him a good fight in 97. They did it again in 98. It's like there was no real – the Suns gave him a fight in 93. Mm-hmm. There was no real dominant – gear other than 96 during that span where you knew the bulls were going to win the championship i mean they were probably the favorite but nobody would have been surprised Mm -hmm. if they lost you know i still remember being sad when the suns lost to them because i don't know i always liked the suns when i was a kid so well i tell you what Kawhi leonard now has one mvp final mvps with two different teams only two other players have ever done that lebron and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But Kawhi is the first to win finals MVPs in both conferences. 
And a reminder that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was with the Bucks for a period of time. <laughs> One finals MVP back in 71. Uh, Kawhi also is a three-peat killer. He stopped not only Golden uh-huh. State, but Miami's chances at getting a three-peat back in 2014. Yeah, the, the three-peat killer is what he was dubbed <laughs> on Twitter. I mean, there's one guy who knows how to end a run. That's It's pretty much him. He's uh, He's... Arguably one of the clutch players in the NBA. And for a long time, kind of the forgotten guy. He uh, went out and, he's, and he celebrates it well, too. Yes. I mean, he's a fun guy. Yeah. I bet I had more fun. I bet I had a more <laughs> exciting night last night than he yeah. did. I've, uh, I imagine fans had a, more big, had a bigger celebration than uh, Kawhi Leonard did. Oh, well, I tell you what, Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, the architect of Toronto's championship, Masai Yajuri. First of all, he's in a little trouble. Second of all, he could be looking at a change of scenery. Would it be a good move for the Washington Wizards to bring him in? Can lightning strike twice? That's next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad to have you along as always. Masaya Jiri pulled off one of the most controversial at the time. Now it just looks genius moves. He fired the reigning NBA coach of the year, brought in a guy with no NBA coaching experience, and he traded the team's best player after they got bounced in the second round of the playoffs for a guy that had only played nine games the previous season. Now it looks like he is the most genius miracle worker that the NBA has ever seen, or at least this generation, and I give him a lot of credit. There was a lot of risk involved with that. Even if Kawhi Leonard leaves this offseason, they got their championship. Things worked out. Yeah, I think Toronto would be satisfied now that they got their championship. Maybe I think that would be one of those fan bases where now you've gotten one, you're good. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah, they'll name streets for him even <laughs> if he leaves. Yeah, the, Kawhi is probably going to get his... Kyle Lowry Avenue, They'll, you know, all the streets will be named. Kind of like Pack, what the Packers do. Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Van Vliet, Van Vliet Boulevard. <laughs> I like. I kind of like that. Hey, Jeremy Lin's an NBA champion. Yeah. Did not see the floor at all in the finals, but he was on the roster. He was, he was physically present at the game. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was washed up. Yeah. He is an NBA champ. Patrick McCaw, three straight championships. Last two with Golden State. And this year with Toronto. He, he was the reason. You know, Must have been him. Yeah, that was... He got inside the Warriors' heads. He knew yeah. what they were going to do. Yep. <laughs> wasn't for him. It would have gone oh, a different boy. way. I tell you what, uh, before we get on to Messiah Jury, uh, there was one voter who broke from the ranks. and uh, Kawhi QB Leonard, Brown. QB Brown. You knew where I was going with it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard did not win finals MVP unanimously. QB Brown voted for Fred Van Vliet. I I mean, he had a great series. He did. Uh, yeah. He played out of his mind. He yeah. Far and away exceeded expectations, but he still didn't help like why. Well, what, what I wonder with MVP trophies, is it just because of the star power that Kawhi had? Or, I mean, if Hubie Brown is impressed, I was impressed with Fred Flynn. I was. I mean, he, in his last four games, games three through six in that series, he was 14 to 17 from behind the arc. Is it? Kind of like the Crosby situation, or is it not like that? I don't think this one is. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think that I still would give it to. to I, I would, I would too. But you know, it's like goes back to the did the 
did the supporting cast did the did he actually play better than the star on the team? I maybe that's what Hubie was thinking of. I don't think anything will be as egregious as the 2017 Con Smythe. No, that was bad. That was that really should have been Jake Gensel's. Yeah. Uh, but I tell I you what, he's still bitter about that. Gensel? Yeah. Oh, I think he's a pretty good guy. Yeah. I don't think he, especially not against Crosby, he's not going <laughs> to hold a grudge against <laughs> yeah. him. Uh, but I tell you what, Masaya Jury, the president of the Toronto Raptors, is uh, being pursued by the Warriors. They can't technically offer anything to him yet, uh, but they are requesting permission. There is an offer that they're prepared to offer him, but they haven't given it to him yet. You can make sense of that. And part of the deal includes a stake in the ownership. Is this a good thing for Washington? Because, I mean, let's face it, he is, as to uh, Masai Ujiri, he fired a really good coach and he made a really risky trade uh, for a guy who could very well walk at the end of the season in free agency. And if he doesn't, you know, if they don't win the championship, then what are we thinking of Masai Ujiri? He's not a genius, what have you. And in all honesty, they probably shouldn't have won the championship. I, I, di- I disagree. I think that if the Warriors were healthy and at full strength, I think they win this series. Probably. Yeah. But uh, I think the, he'll, he'd still be seen as a genius, though, if he got him all the way to the NBA Finals. It depends how you define success. Like, if it was a successful move, are you satisfied with an Eastern championship? Are you satisfied with the NBA title? It's like, where do you draw the line and define success? I don't know. It's Toronto like, would have been happy, I think, just uh, be yeah, I, yeah, Toronto would be the, uh, play the we're just happy to be there role, you know, <laughs> waving at the crowd, see, we made it here. But uh, I I feel like when you look at him, it, the only GM that I can think of that comes to mind would be Theo Epstein, mm. where, like, the magnitude that, you know, the GM played in it. I mean, it obviously happens what happens on the floor, what's on the field, but where the GM, where the spotlight can really look at them like, if it wasn't for them, this might not have happened. See if you like this comparison. I don't know if Masai Ujiri can win with what the uh, Wizards have now and maybe even one big free agent acquisition. I see John Wall and Bradley Beal, that backcourt duo in Washington, they're pretty good, but I compare them to Lillard and McCullum from Portland. I think it's a interesting will the wizards actually really amount to anything i feel like they're always the team that's there mm-hmm. but you know that gets past the first round but eventually you know hits the wall mm-hmm. I, maybe he's the guy to it, they'd need a big trade though yeah. you know he'd have to do what he did in toronto to get the wizards to be up there john uh, wall for damian lillard yeah, something, something like that yeah, Except, yeah. No, well, no one's gonna pick up wall because he may not even play next year with john his wall for Giannis or something <laughs> like that <laughs> How about Bradley Beal for Lillard? Yeah, you know, just really throw the dice, mm-hmm. see what happens. Um, I, It would take a lot for him to turn that around, though. Well, I tell you what, he is in little trouble himself. Last night, he tried to get on the floor after his team won the championship. Yeah, you know, you're the visitors there. You've got the home team security guards. They don't know that you're the president of the team. They don't know who you are. You're supposed to show them your wristband. They are extra careful about... Uh, letting people on the floor when the series is won. And for whatever reason, he didn't show his wristband or he didn't have one, which, you know, he should have one. Uh, But he is being accused by the Almeida County Sheriff's Office of striking a security guard in the face and shoving a police officer. Uh, It's a misdemeanor. They're investigating it. They should have this resolved by next week. But again, it's a misdemeanor. We, We don't need to read too much into this. Just, you know, 
apologize, do your thing. This doesn't need to be a huge issue. You know, maybe he didn't get out of the wristband because people recognized him mm-hmm. and was thinking he doesn't need one. Um, I know security is tight, especially with the floor, and especially like when you get on the ice on the rink, you have to have permission or the team has to let you on there. Mm-hmm. I I would have, <laughs> he went way too far with it, but it's not, nothing's going to come out of it. It's not like he's going to serve jail time or mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff. No. I mean, apologize, maybe pay a fine. fine. Try not to hit cops in the face. That's not a good thing. No, that's not a good look. Uh, but I tell you what, see if you agree with me on this, because Will Kane brought this up. Did the Warriors gain more respect during this final series by losing than they did during any other championship runs? I don't think so. I feel like their public image is much better now with what they went through after losing than when they won their titles. Really? I don't I do. see it. I, I feel like winning is what gets your image. I don't think losing will really I, benefit I think people you. always put an asterisk next to their, their titles uh, for the last few years, especially once they had Kevin Durant. And they were always looked as you know the team that ruined the NBA. Now they've got you know a little bit of adversity. They fought through injury when they had guys sacrificing maybe millions of dollars in contracts. I think they got a lot more respect now than they ever did when they were winning titles. Mm-hmm. I don't, know. I don't. I don't see it. I feel like they were just really. I think the success is what got them respect. I, I mean, I can. I don't know. You can make the case. I just don't see it though. How about this? If LeBron James had stayed in Cleveland, would he have won another ring this year? Would the Cleveland Cavaliers be NBA champions right now if LeBron had stayed? Well, that one guy's tweet just said LeBron doesn't make the playoffs in an entire country <laughs> when a different country wins a championship. So I, I don't think so. I think he would have carried the team as far as he can go. But the Cavs, as we saw the last you know year, it was him. It, he had no help mm. whatsoever. He was basically carrying an entire roster in the city on his back and – and then he ran into the wall that was the Warriors, but no, I don't think so. I think, I think maybe they would have made the second round, um, but then mm-hmm. you're facing a team like Milwaukee or what the Raptors had. I think that's the furthest they would go. I could very well have seen it being a Toronto-Cleveland Eastern Conference final you if could. he stayed, but there's just so much intangibles with Kawhi Leonard not being on last year's roster because LeBron has owned Toronto the last few mm-hmm. years. But Kawhi Leonard makes that big of a difference. It's apples and oranges. You know, you just can't compare the two. Yeah. I think they would have hit the Bucks and would have hit a wall too. Yeah. Yeah. I just he, he didn't it's have possible. Any, yeah, he didn't have anything left. It's kinda like you know, when they won the championship in 2015, 2016, they had every, they had what they needed. Twenty seventeen they were still kind of the same team. But after you know, last year was just kind of it was all him, and uh, no, I don't think they would have gone far. Well, I tell you what, uh, you get the comparison, too. Would the Raptors have done all they did this year? Would they have won the title if Dwayne Casey had stayed as head coach instead of Nick Nurse? And again, you just can't compare it. It's apples and oranges because Kawhi Leonard makes that big of a difference. That's not to take away anything from Nick Nurse. I mean, I, he can coach. Yeah, he can coach. I I think they probably would have won it, you mm-hmm. know. When you have the coach of the year, I mean, like, I think he would have, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Steve Kerr, Casey played, shouldn't have been fired. Yeah, Steve Kerr was a huge, you know, played a huge role too. But he also had the star power to right. go with it. I mean, Steve Kerr is one of the best coaches out there. You know, I think Dwayne Casey, they would have been fine with him, and uh, he would have been able to keep the team together too. Casey won fifty nine games last year and got Coach of the Year, but he shouldn't have been fired. However, no. they did 
make a great hire in his place. Nick Nurse is now the only coach to win both the NBA and G League or D League. You know, they changed it a few years ago to win both those titles. There you go. Pretty good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. How's that for a marketing thing? Not bad for a guy from a town of about 9,000, something like that. Little northwest Iowa town of Carroll. Yeah. Went to UNI. Went to UNI, the school's all-time leading three-point shooter. Yeah. Did you see that picture going around? With him and Tony Bennett. Him and Tony Bennett playing against each other back in 1989 when they were in college. Uh, Nurse was with UNI and Bennett was with the University of Wisconsin Green Bay. And now Tony Bennett is the Virginia men's basketball coach. They win the college basketball title. Nick Nurse, the Toronto Raptors coach, wins the NBA title. I wonder if Nick Nurse was on the 90, 1990 team. Because the 1990 team, uh, Northern Iowa upset Missouri in the first round. To, uh, it was a huge upset. So maybe he was a part of that. I don't know. I think he graduated in 89. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think he graduated okay. in 89. He graduated from high school in 85, from Kemper High School in Carolina. Maybe he redshirted or something. I don't Good know. <laughs> I, possible. Uh, but, yeah, that was a cool photo. Uh, you wouldn't think two guys from small D1 schools would be uh, coach, <laughs> coaching to national championships, but it worked out. Well, I tell you what, last thing before we uh, take a break and get off basketball, last point on round ball, and we're going to pivot a little bit and go to somebody who was not involved in last night's contest, uh, but he still made headlines prior to the game. Kyrie Irving, we knew that he was planning on uh, opting into free agency. He was going to lead the Celtics. He's, uh, he is planning on signing with the Brooklyn Nets, however. I tell you what. I'm not trying to be bitter toward Kawhi, but it's a good thing he's going to get an upgrade in the head coaching spot, the supporting cast. Oh, and he's not going to have to be the 1A over in Brooklyn. What's he thinking making this move? He's got a worse supporting cast, a head coach not as good as Brad Stevens, certainly doesn't have the front office that Danny Ainge provided him with, and he still is going to be expected to lead that team and be the 1A. And you're in Brooklyn. Yeah. You're not even on the Knicks. No. You're, You're like... Way lower on the on the level of uh, fandom in uh, New York City. I'd, maybe he wants to blend in now. I don't know. You're literally taking on the same role with far less talented teammates and a far less talented head coach. Unless they're throwing a bunch of money at him, I don't see it. I I don't know it why he's doing this. Yeah. Now I've got a Kyrie Irving jersey. I don't know what to do with. And an Odell Beckham. What do I do with him? You're going to pick up a Browns jersey now for Odell Beckham? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm not going to follow him. I've okay. actually got three Cleveland Brown jerseys. Of who? Johnny Manziel. You have three Johnny Manziel I have Manziel two Johnny Manziels. The other's Brady Quinn. The Notre Dame thing? <laughs> when he was drafted yeah, like okay. 2007. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> two Johnny Manziel jerseys. What a bust, man. One of them's camo. Really? Yeah. The ca- I didn't even know they made camo football jerseys. I know it was a hockey jersey thing, which was shown famously in the Boston Bruins fan fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you talked about that at all? We can get into it in the next segment. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But I tell you what, let's do so. Let's get to hockey. We'll take a timeout. We'll get puck talk because we got our puck expert in studio next in the sports pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad to have you along on this Friday afternoon. We're going to get to some hockey talk, and then, of course, we have the Friday funnies. Plus, if you could be commissioner for a day, if you were the commissioner of any of the four major sports, 
What would you change? That's going to come up here over the course of the next half hour, but first, your Sports Center update. Denver Broncos owner Pat Bolin passed away this morning. Under Bolin, the Broncos won over 300 games and appeared in seven Super Bowls. He was 75. They appeared in as many Super Bowls as losing seasons they had under him. It's pretty amazing. He did a great job with them. Last night, Shohei Itani hit for the cycle to help the Angels beat Tampa Bay 5-3. How about this? Otani is the first ever Japanese-born player to hit for the cycle. There you go. I wouldn't have guessed. I would have I thought, thought Ichiro, Ichiro was the guy. Yeah. yeah. And finally, Fred Van Vliet is the only active player in the NBA named Fred. Fred was ranked as the 1,705th most popular baby name in 2018. Maybe it's, that'll arise. Uh, just not naming their kids Fred anymore. I can see it. It's just not what it is anymore. Might think, rise up in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be there, but it's. I think name-wise, people get a little more exotic out here, you know? Down here? Yeah, you don't. Oh, I tell you what, you you it's, don't see a lot of those simple names anymore. No, no, it's, it's, everything's pretty exotic, or they are simple names, and you throw an extra vowel in there or something to make it unique. I, I think guess. I told you a few weeks ago. I've got so much extra added responsibility and pressure because of my last name, which I didn't have to change. It was just given to me. It's my given <laughs> last name, but that puts so much responsibility on me to absolutely nail my kids' names. Yeah. So I'm thinking cash. Kesh. With a dollar sign instead of an S. Yeah. <laughs> like Kesha, you know, is that kind of thing? Uh, not like Kesha, but yeah, kind of like Kesha. Okay, okay. How about Rich? Rich. Then we'll know what we're all about. Yeah. Cash and Rich. Money. The money team. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steeg with you. Glad to have you along. Hockey season ended a couple of days ago, but we have the beat writer for the Northern Michigan men's hockey team in studio with us. Had a few days to digest and... Well, I'm a little sad, you know, we don't get Mike Emmerich again until the fall, but give me your final thoughts on this NHL season with the Blues hoisting the cup. It was, if you were to pick the team that wouldn't be hosting the cup, I would uh, (laughs) not have picked St. Louis. Uh, Worst record in the league with Ottawa on January 1st, turns it completely around, not only makes the playoffs, but a run all the way, beats Boston on their own ice in Game 7. It just, it was, it's really... Kind of incredible what they did, and uh, I have a bunch of friends in St. Louis who are having a <laughs> huge party on uh, Wednesday night, and uh, I couldn't be happy for them. Do you remember back in November, I wanted to find this audio clip, that you, well, we were doing the Friday Funnies, and you said that the Blues brought in a therapy dog to yeah, help them out. They did? Yeah. And, and they, I know they didn't turn it around till January, it, but... but- I, from what I heard, it created more uh, relaxed kind yeah. of atmosphere among the group. Uh, they played with the dog. I think other teams brought in therapy dogs <laughs> now too. So maybe that was the spark they needed, and then better know. add Barkley's name to the cup. Exactly, you know? Barkley the dog. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Barclay parentheses the dog. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, puppies do make everything better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. They really can cheer you well, up. Sure. And, uh, um, maybe that's what maybe that's what they needed, and then could build on that. And uh, plus, uh, Layla um, Anderson, yeah, yeah, adds a little extra element in there. That was uh, really cool to see. She was a part of that. Well, I tell you what, Ryan O'Reilly dominated that final series. For me, he was far and away the clear choice to be the Cons Mike Trophy winner. Could have made the case for Bennington, but what O'Reilly did was just too special. He was was almost like the missing piece of the roster. He really held everything together for Mm -hmm. them, and he just scored in the finals. He was there 
if they needed a goal, he was the guy to get it. And you wouldn't have thought he would be the guy because he's not star. He's not a star, but he's very consistent. And as I put on Twitter, he spoke to the kids in Marquette yes. when they were up for Hockeyville. So. We're actually doing a story on that next week. Be sure to watch out for a special feature here in ESPN. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you actually find him, or did you yeah, have to wait and see? Okay, <laughs> all right. We'll hype it up that way. I guess. Uh, yeah. So it was really cool. The kids got to see them and got life advice from him and. Uh, Look, look what it's turned into. They got to talk to a Conn Smythe winner and a guy who basically led the team to the cup. It, uh, it was really cool. Going into the final series, I thought if St. Louis won, Jaden Schwartz was a lock, and he was just absent during the finals. Yeah, he, didn't, he really didn't show up against Boston, but neither did Boston's top line. No. So <laughs> that was probably, other than Ryan O'Reilly's clutch play, mm-hmm. was Boston's line di- disappearing yeah in the con- where in the is final. Pasternak Marchand and Marchand had his goal yeah. and then he had his major screw up <laughs> so that kind of dis- disappeared at the goal I had uh Justin uh Froelich on here yesterday tells me that Marchand is just the nicest guy that's always what people ask him but he says Marchand is a nice guy I don't know I don't I've never met him but uh I don't know well, Justin's one of the nicest guys I've he met. He is so, a very nice guy, yeah, too. So, uh, he won't say a bad word yeah, about maybe, him. Yeah, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe he keeps his true feelings to himself. <laughs> uh, but uh, who knows? Maybe this is an act. Maybe he's just a jerk on the ice and mm-hmm. gets everybody to hate him. But uh, I don't know. Uh, that gaffe he made, if, <laughs> if you're thinking of what people are going to remember out of Game 7, that's going to be not the goals St. Louis scored. It's going to be what Marshan did. I tell you what. I mean, I, 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 I still can't believe he did it. Mm-hmm. I it just you got ten seconds left, and you're hurrying to the bench and letting Petrangelo just streak by you. It's like, how do you? Are, are you that exhausted <laughs> that you can't hang on for an extra ten seconds? I mean, I know taking a shift in a game, it's you're really tired by the time you're done. Mm-hmm. But it's ten seconds, man. All you had to you do is let him breeze you, up the yeah, ice. Yeah, you can just like just. Cut him off like with a nudge or something. Give him a little hip. Yeah, and he, you know, you could have saved a goal there, but uh, that's what people are going to remember. That and the Marshan gif where people have made where he's crying after the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> people like it, like hating on Marshan. Yeah, they love it when he loses. Uh, very rarely do you find somebody who loves being the villain as much as Brad Marshan does. Will Kane comes to mind. He's on right before us and then again right after Maybe us. Maybe Clay Matvick in a way. Clay Matvick. Yeah. I like Clay Matvick, though. How about Clay Travis? Uh, no, yeah. What was I thinking? Not Clay Madvick. Madvick's he's a nice guy. I, I, I've met Clay Madvick, so yeah, yeah. He's I don't know why I was before. thinking that. I was thinking Clay Travis. Clay Travis really embraces being the bad guy. Uh, Will Kane a few nights ago. What award show was it that ESPN was having? I don't remember what it was, but they had all these celebrities here. Will Kane's not doing anything. He's just walking to his seat and draws the biggest amount of booze for the night. And then he says to the guy next to him, are you getting this for social? <laughs> like, he loves people hating him. Yeah, he loves that. Clay Travis would hate that. I think Coward really enjoys it, oh, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think Bayless really gets his kick. I don't know if I could play that role, to just be hated by no. that many people and just get your jollies up <laughs> you know it just doesn't i don't know i i i don't think it's I, something you can choose i think it's just something I, that you're born with yeah i, I mean i i can understand you know if you're a big city you know radio guy you know you got to say a couple outlandish things sure. some hot takes to get people to call in oh, we're but, all about hot takes yeah here. yeah yeah but uh just to be negative just to be negative it just i don't 
I, I couldn't play that role, but I guess they really enjoy it. So Tell you what, before we get to the Friday Funnies, if you could be commissioner for a day, if you were the commissioner of the four major sports in North America, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, what are some things that you would change? I made my thoughts very clear. If I was the MLB commissioner, if I were Rob Manfred, things that I would change immediately, including protective netting. You know, baseball wonders why people stop caring, why we're losing this generation, partly because, you know, they don't feel safe when they come to a game. Uh, the other thing being blackout restrictions. They are the worst about it. Baseball is the worst about blackouts. You want to get people involved, don't make it harder for them to watch the game. But they think things like pitch clocks are going to solve the problem. I would say protective netting for me would be number one. And I actually think a pitch clock would actually help. You think so? Yeah, I just and not like a just not like a, a ticker kind of thing, like you know you'll see on your TV screen, like a shot clock, but just like a, after a few, you know, after a little while, like the umpire like gives a signal, like okay, throw it <laughs> at this point, you know, or like count it as a ball. It's an automatic ball if you can't throw it, you know, by a certain time. I mean, not like a. Like not like a shot clock ticker, but just like a okay, you need to throw it eventually. That's what I'd go with. Football, that's a tougher one because I know they're really cracking down. I just do everything the opposite of how Goodell's doing it right now. Everything that he does, <laughs> completely everything. Okay, um, I I'm glad that they're cracking down on hits because mm -hmm. concussions are extremely important to try yeah. to limit. Um, I guess I would make it. Automatic penalties late in the game are automatically reviewable no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like what happened against the Saints, if it's under two minutes and it's a game-affecting play, it needs to automatically be reviewed. That is being in the uh, put in the works right now. I just saw something that was kind of lost through the uh, NBA talk, is that that is being pushed through, and I think we are going to have that in time for this season. Uh, maybe another thing I do is the suspension policy. Yeah. Like, how does Kareem Hunt get less games than a guy who had, you know, like an ounce be, of marijuana or something like that? That'd be a that. good thing. Like, uh, rethink your policy on weed. I mean, <laughs> if, wherever you stand on weed, it's not a good look when you're getting domestic violence. Uh, you if know, you, yeah, if you get okay with beating someone up, it's mm -hmm. okay. But, you know, getting caught with an ounce of weed is apparently worth in suspension for six Who was games. it? I think he, he might have played for the Texans. I can't remember. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Happened maybe a month ago. He was getting treated for an injury, and apparently the drug the doctors use to treat him is prohibited by the NFL. He got 10 games. Kareem Hunt got eight. And that's, that's not the look that you need. That's what I would change first and foremost if I were commissioner. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um, NBA. Uh... Tampering. Yeah. Easily. You cannot have a rule you can't enforce. They, I mean, you just can't enforce it. No. Especially when your league thrives on drama. What, what does it matter if LeBron goes out and tries to recruit somebody? Like the whole Doc Rivers thing a few weeks ago was beyond stupid. Beyond stupid to give that a fine. I'd have to agree with you. If I were commissioner, NBA. that would be the first thing that would go. With the NHL, um, I would say maybe... Cracking down on hired hits, that's what they're yeah. doing, but also a little bit of a leeway, you know, like, if it's head-to-head, -head, automatic, but, like, if he actually puts the effort into not, <laughs> you know, he's turning his body at the time, right. like, 
give him the little leeway there. I think the stupid triangle thing by the, by the, the trapezoid behind the net, mm. get rid of it because yeah. it's so dumb. And I don't know what their hope was to fix with that, but it's not like it really did anything, you know, but... I don't know. That's what I do. I, I would agree with you on that. <laughs> I, th- I think there's a lot of stuff that's in place right now for the NHL. Like, they're going in the right direction, yeah, just maybe not as fast as we want them yeah, to. Yeah, where the NHL is moving is better than what the NFL is doing. So I tell you what, let's take our last time out. When we come back, Friday Funnies to close out the work week next in the Sports Pen and ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any part of the show today, check it out on our free mobile app. You can get it from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Just look up ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Some NHL trades before we get into yep, the Friday yep. funnies. Connor Ingram is on his way to Nashville. Tampa trades him for a seventh-round pick. Matt Niskanen got traded earlier this morning. Did you see that? He's, yeah. He's he got, got out of the Iron Range. Yeah, he said, I did meet him up there at really? the Iron Range. I met him last summer. Uh, I was with the Duluth Huskies, and it was his day with the Cups, so he brought it to Virginia, Minnesota, which is about yeah. an hour away from Duluth. A few of us with the Huskies had an off day, so we went up, saw the Cup, got my picture with Niski in the Cup. Yeah, and, yeah, of course, you had that Huskies incident that you <laughs> that you showed me. Uh <laughs> Their pitch was it the Huskies pitcher or is it the opposing pitcher? It was pitcher? a Huskies pitcher. Yeah. Uh Ralphed on the pitching mound. Oh man. Four times. Four times. Four times. Threw up on the opposing team's mound. Like they were the visitors. Yeah. I I've talked to the broadcast team that's there now, and I haven't talked to them since that incident, but I wonder what it would have been like to call that. Yeah. I mean, how do you play on that? <laughs> like I mean, did he drink too much the night before? Was it just food poisoning? You know, like, or I don't know. But uh, that was a highlight for the week. That's a great way to start the funnies. Um, um, but, uh, last thing on Niski, I think uh, he got traded for Radko Gudis, right? Mm-hmm. To Philadelphia, and then Gudis is heading to D.C. Throws up low cap space. Yeah. Anyway, continue with the funnies. Drunk Raptors fan. Speaking of drunk people. So did you see the interview where they're trying to track down fans? And one of the people uh, went to a Raptors fan who's dressed in a Raptors jersey and is carrying around a plant, like a house plant. And he's being interviewed and said that he wants to give it to Kawhi as a housewarming gift for giving them a a championship. (laughs) Here's a plant. He's not in Oakland. He's not in Toronto at the time, so it's not like he could track him down. But maybe he's going to mail it to them or give it to the Toronto front office and say, hey. You know what? A- Since we were talking about earlier, Kawhi probably doesn't party. I bet he'd actually yeah, like I think he'd, plant. Yeah, he'd I probably think he'd go pre- home and water it after yeah, the game. He'd appreciate the plant. I think that would be the gift that he would like the Pour most. Pour himself an extra cup of milk and water his plant <laughs> while everyone else is what, what, what a party. I mean, uh, <laughs> Got to make a chocolate milk, though. Play a little cribbage. That, that'll be the big risk, is if he gambles and adds a little chocolate to the milk. Kawhi, you want to come out to the club with us? No, I'll come over and play cribbage. Yeah. Drink some milk. Watch my plant. <laughs> it's a nice plant. Um, uh, what do we got here? Uh, the, Brewers, the Blues were caught swearing a lot after their celebration. <laughs> And some people are a little upset over that. And uh, my favorite was when Ryan O'Reilly was interviewed, dropped an F-bomb, and then apologized immediately. Like, it was instantaneous that he knew what he did. It's like the most Canadian thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
F this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's you know, that's that's just how they go about things up there. And it's I people are getting upset over it and I'm just like it's really overblown. I mean, they're celebrating. Guys are going to say stuff like that. It's not like he's in a press conference and he's exploding and just upset and just swearing over the place. They get excited. People do that. And uh and he was just like people weren't expecting us to win it. We mm-hmm. believed in that kind of thing. So, yeah. We do have blues audio, but I'm not going to play it because like 80% of it is censored. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you probably don't want to play it over the airways, but I don't... <clears throat> I don't, I don't think you'd even understand it. Beep, didn't beep, it, beep, did, beep, a word, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and the NBC guy was a little slow on the trigger on the on the <laughs> censor thing. And uh, Emmerich had to play off, you know, like... I don't think he outright apologized mm-hmm. for what happened on the broadcast, but it was more like, hey... We didn't catch it in time. Don't send us letters, you know that kind of a thing. It's just like, if if you're if that's what really bothers you, like look in the mirror <laughs> and say, is this your biggest concern? Because people do that when they celebrate. They might swear a little bit. They might get a little excited. They're not going to be like Kawhi, some of them, and go water a house plant and go play cribbage like you suggested. They're they might do stuff like and that. And O'Reilly apologized. Yeah, and right he did. It's it. like immediately, and uh, it's it's not that big of a deal. You remember a few years ago, Connor Sheary? Yeah, yeah. They were calling him Sheary, and a year and a half after he's made his league debut, he's won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. He's a Stanley Cup champion. They find out his name is Connor Sherry, and he was so polite, he never corrected anybody. Stanley Cup champion, great player, winging with Crosby. That's I know he's from like Massachusetts, but that's the most Canadian thing you can do. I, I you know, didn't Chrissy Teigen do that too? Like there was this one. She's been called Teigen for years, mm-hmm. and then like one on Twitter, she was just like, hey, I can't remember what it actually is. It might be Tegan or something. <laughs> but she was just like, Hey, it's Chrissy Tegan, you know. And it's like shocking to everybody. She's just like people have pronounced it wrong for years and years, but it's like a clarification. But she's like, I guess you embrace it after a while, Ryan you know? Steig. Yeah, I've been called that so many times, <laughs> and uh, I've been called Stig or Steedge or Steege. You know that. Here's a fun moment for you. I'll tell you this. Mm. So if you look in my yearbook, my junior year, not only did they misspell my last name they got my first name wrong mm. so there's a photo of me on the quiz bowl team with our uh, what's our our team photo and pictured back row it says mike steege <laughs> so not only did you spell my last name wrong you got my first name wrong. they didn't even misspell your name they completely <laughs> whiffed on your first name. yeah yeah not mike steege mike steege S T E E G E. Oh my so god! It was. It was. But I think it's hilarious. And uh, so my friends and I jokingly would call me Mike, <laughs> just for kicks. So, uh, but you know, it's nice that he embraced it. Um, you know, I wrote a column <clears throat> two weeks ago about the problems with going on with Mount Everest. Mm. So here's a funny thing: uh, three Indian climbers said that they made the summit. You know, and uh, but now. The Sherpas have showed that they never make it past Camp Three. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they cl- they were the only people who summited that day, which you couldn't summit because it was way too windy that day to take you up there. So they claimed they made it to the top on a day where nobody made it to the top. Um, they say they went from the summit 
to the next camp down in two hours, which mm. would be the fastest climb in the history of the mountain. Uh, that's climbing down 11,000 uh, 11, feet, 12.5 miles in two hours. And you have to climb through the ice fall, which is where a lot of people die. <laughs> so, yeah, not quite what they did. Now, they insisted... But they have no evidence to prove that they did it, oh, but course. they insisted they made it. And uh, it's just the funny story going it's around. It's like Johnny Manziel's wife lying about her marathon time. Yeah, it's, and the thing is, is if you fake cl- that you made it at the summit, mm-hmm. they'll crack down on you. Oh, yeah. Like Nepal banned a guy for like 10 years from climbing Everest. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, they take it really seriously. And there's like a huge fine, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh they could be hit with some big financial problems soon. That's uh, my favorite thing. And to end it, Nick Van Exel, former Laker, mm. loves iced coffee now. Mm. On June 9th, he bought his first iced coffee and fell in love with it. Layered it that day, had a nitro cold brew coffee. On the 11th, tweets out, I had an iced coffee today. And he's drank one like every day. June 12th, he said, I'm disappointed to my followers. Created a video of him in a golf cart saying that nobody turned me on to the idea of iced coffee before. He's now obsessed with drinking iced coffee. It's only coffee. been five days. He's, is it June 9th? It was his first. That was five days ago. And he's just been pounding them over, you know. And it's just, it's the little things. Like, you know, I, I did honestly not know that Nick Van Exel had never heard of iced coffee before. But now it's his favorite thing. So, good Simple for him. Simple pleasures in life. Yeah, I guess, you know, to get athletes excited, point out little things that you, like I said last week, Dwayne Wade had never heard of Old <laughs> Navy or had never heard of the idea of a, a lot of things. And you could just get him excited about that. And that's what you did with Nick Van Exel. So do that to a celebrity. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you as we uh, hit the 5 o'clock hour. What's going on over at the Mining Journey? You got a column coming out? Uh, this weekend, I'm writing a column. I'm talking about uh, Michigan being in the College World Series. They play, mm, yes, set, play tomorrow. tomorrow against Texas Tech. I'm tomorrow talking about yeah, what they did, uh, the accomplishment they made, and how they've kind of defied the odds, kind of thrown a little bit with the Blues, a little bit with the Raptors in there, too. So I think people like that. And then we got a bunch of other stuff that's happening the rest of the week. Michigan and Florida State, two of the last four teams that made the field of 64, and now... They're one of the final eight left in college baseball. Duke was one win away from the College World Series. They were in that last group of four, too. Yeah, it's uh, kind of an unexpected two teams in there, but uh, they're the ones you should root for, I think. They're the ones I'm rooting for the most, partly because Mike Martin, last year's Florida State's head coach, I want him to get that first title. He's a sports all-time winningest head coach. He's never won the title, though. Yeah, if Michigan doesn't get it, that's who I'd pull him for. And I like Eric Bakic over at Michigan, too, so... I'm, I'm rooting for those two. We are out of time. I'll be back Monday, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. For Ryan Stieg, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to Sports Pen and ESPN UP.